Yes, yes, y'all, and it don't stop. Okay, I don't know what I'm on today, but every time I redo this intro, I'm singing a song. Welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast, where clarity is the goal. Clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation hey how are y'all doing did you know it was earth day today did you know well if you didn't know it is and though you may hate the world i'm sure you appreciate the earth happy birthday earth anyway <laughs> okay so i was out last week and then i was there two weeks in a row you know kind of spoiling y'all like i did my first year those are goals like i would love to be here weekly but life is happening Life is moving at a pace that I am not used to, but I guess I should get used to. Um, I was listening to some Eckhart Tolle uh, maybe this weekend or Friday where like you're experiencing frustration because you're trying to get to another point except, instead of accepting the now. So in this moment, as I come to my show, I'm deciding to accept the now. I'm accepting the now and it's not so bad. What I'm experiencing in my right now is just what I've hoped for, what I've hoped for in the past. All the things that I wanted are happening to me simultaneously. And I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I am struggling with keeping up and, you know, being totally involved in each process. Like, it is a struggle. Like, I really want to be present in these moments in life that are so important that I'm not going to get back. And as usual, I'm beating myself up because I am not 100% or I am not um, as engaged as I would like to be. I am not as thorough as I would like to be. I, I just don't feel like I am just killing it like I would love to be. And maybe just killing it. Is a fantasy. Maybe I have never killed it. Maybe. And it's just this idea that I could and I should if I do this. But I'm tired of living in the ifs. Like who I am is good enough. I am enough. I am. I'm enough. When will Crystal see that she's enough and how she shows up is productive and eager to get it done? Well, it might not be done in that day. But your attitude was right, your heart was in the right place, and here you are, trying. It's enough. It's enough. I've learned, um, after coaching with the beautiful Stephanie from BLNCY, that most of my problems are things I decide to have issues with are the things that I've created myself, like the things that I imagine, like I tend to think for everyone around me. You do not have to worry about the stress of thinking. I have thought your thoughts for you. I think for everyone. I have talked about this early on where it's not my business what other people think and it's not what I should do. It is a natural thing. I literally in life can have 60 or so people in my life that go in and out and I think your thoughts for you. You cannot argue with me and concerns of what you think. I know what you think. I have thought for you. You really don't even matter. I am thinking your thoughts for you. You're just there. You're a figment of my imagination trying to tell me what I think isn't right because I have thought your thoughts for you. 
so you know my life is easy and beautiful. But what if that is the case? What if we are giving everyone scripts in our lives? What if we are? What if we are scripting everyone and we are deciding what they say and when they are not treating us the way that we would like to be treated is because that's the script we are giving them. You're the director and you're giving the scripts. You wrote this. You are writing this. It's you. And then you're mad at them because they're reading the script. Something to think about. Well, let's get into the show or let's talk about getting into the show rather. This week's show is going to be a well at my feet. Now, I'm going to try to think of a cuter name than that, but essentially that's what it is. A well at my feet and I'll, I pray, I pray, I deliver this message the way it needs to be delivered for it to help someone, for it to help me. Um, because I feel like it's important. I feel like it's really important and I feel like I didn't get to experience this in one day. I feel like it was like an unraveling lesson that I'm still learning and still understanding. So I pray that I deliver this message in the way it needs to be delivered because I really, 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 really. I really, really, really want it to be impactful. So here it goes. Okay, so no one voted for this episode technically, but Stephanie from Not Your Mama's Podcast and Better Life Choices New York, she said, I want all of these episodes in that order. So in a way, that was one vote for the spirituality episode. Okay, so I made a point to say it in the other episodes that I was going to do this one if no one voted for it anyway, because it has to be done. And I've kind of, I feel like this is one of the topics or episodes that have been sitting with me the longest that kind of came up and then I forgot about it and then it came up again and then I forgot about it and then it came up again and then I forgot about it until I was just like okay this is not gonna go away is it so here we are also reminding me about this message was this video this TED talk about uh Wells uh or just see life um Peggy Oki I listen to a lot of TED Talks and motivational, inspirational videos. I listen to a lot of stuff. So um, there's this particular video from Peggy Oki. It's a TED Talk or TEDx Talk where she's talking about whales and dolphins. And it reminded me that I had something to say in relation to whales or just this topic of a whale being at my feet. So I think I heard that maybe a month ago. And now it's just like, okay, you have to talk about it. It's not going away. So let's rewind back to 2016, 2017 when I started my podcast. Um, early on in my podcast, I talked a lot about the end of 2015 and 2016 being challenging years for me. And they were. They were very hard years. And... Uh, I felt like I knew internally somewhere deep down inside of me that I had to figure out how to dig myself out of the rut I was experiencing. 
so I think either into 2015 or somewhere in the earlier parts of 2016 my mother-in-law sent me uh the oprah and deepak chopra uh, meditations like they had like these free uh i think so many weeks of the guided meditations that they were offering for free and it was like a different one i think every day if i'm not mistaken and so <clears throat> i suck at meditating and this is why I don't really do it. Um, I've tried several times. And I guess I'll just have to keep consistently trying to actually feel like it's worth my while. Because I am terrible at it. Okay. So, but one of these um, attempts to meditate. Um, I saw very clearly me in like a seated position on a beach not really seated seated kind of like lounging like kind of laying down with my elbows on the ground and kind of supporting like my back up so i was really just like almost laying down but propped up with my knees up and at my feet was a well and this is what i see this is a vision during meditation and I think I stopped meditating at this point because now I'm fixated with where did this image come from right like this what is this like where is what and so um a part of me wasn't I wasn't thrown off at all like I, I don't really know how to explain how I accepted it it was more like huh oh well it's a well. What is this well? So it's more like, okay, there's a well at your feet. Is this a representation of your skills, your talent, your gift? Is this what this is? What is this well at my feet? And early on, I, I looked at it as a good thing, a positive thing. I'm just like, it's a positive thing. It has to be. So that's how I looked at it. So I just started looking up wells and different things like that. But nothing mean, meaningful jumped out at me in any way, form or fashion. I just knew there was a well at my feet. And I just, I kept, you know, just I could not shake it. Could not shake it. Right? When I see things or when I, you know, get images, I'm very interested in what they mean. Or what does it mean for me? Not necessarily what it means for everybody else, but personally, what it means for me. Like, what is this? What is this represent representing for me? What do I need to know from seeing this image? Like, what is it? What? Right? So, it doesn't dawn on me until, I'm going to say recently, <laughs> this year, 2018, um that the well at my feet wasn't a good thing it was not a good thing it was not um i think it's pretty clear to know when you see a beached well they are in they're not healthy they're they're harmed something is wrong I would not accept this during when I first saw this image. That was like, 
I, I put two and two together beach dwell, but I was like, mm -mm, no, I would not accept it. But clear as day. Now, the well at my feet, the well that I saw clearly did not look like it was harmed. It didn't look like anything was wrong with it. It seemed to be perfectly fine. It was just at my feet, kind of waiting for instruction, waiting for me to make a move, waiting for me to take action, waiting patiently for me. And I told you how I was, how it was positioned late. I was laid back, comfortable, no rush, right? So in 2018, I can look back and understand that image was basically representing, representing the fact that I was out of my element. I had put myself in the position to where everything that I considered a strength, everything that I felt like I was good at, Everything that I felt like I had some powerful insight on, anything that could make me feel good about myself was so distant. I was operating in the realm of others. Everybody else's. So of course I couldn't connect. Of course I couldn't feel like I was on to something. Of course I couldn't feel like... I was doing anything of importance. Of course, I felt like I didn't matter because I was not operating in my own uniqueness. In what made me me. In what made me feel like life was worth living. And life was experience that I needed to partake in. Nothing. I was just there. Just there. Sitting back. Chilling. <laughs> doing much of nothing accepting whatever came my way and this well was just obvious just just something to just be extremely obvious to me like hey 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 I belong in the water hi I belong in water. But here I am. Here I am with you at your feet. Why are we here? What are we doing? It's time to jump in. It's time to swim. So, when I realized it, when it all came together, when it was like, oh my God. I got excited. I got excited because without knowing what that meant, somehow, some way, I got back into my element. I got back to myself. I'm so thankful that I was able to do that. I got back to what I was good at. I got back to realizing my importance, my gifts, my skills. I got back to that. 
And when I tell you life looks different. All I can do is laugh. I wasn't participating. If you are somebody and you feel like life is passing you by and you don't know what you can contribute, you don't know what you're here for, you're possibly out of your element. You have distanced yourself from anything that makes you feel like yourself, anything that you feel like you're good at, you have not given it time you have not honored your gifts you have been demeaning and depreciating anything that could possibly be bringing value to you because you don't see it and you might have saw some type of vision showing you something out of place and it's probably you out of place out of your element out of the atmosphere that you would thrive in so just in case you're wondering me and that well got back into the water and we're swimming and we're thriving and we're going for what we know Thank you. Alright guys, I know you thought you were going to drift off into the ocean, but there's more to the show. I got a listener email and I'm going to read it and give advice. So yay! Alright, so the email starts. Hi Crystal, thanks for all the truth you provide. It's a pleasure to listen. I honestly hope you see the daily blessings you send out into the universe. Thank you very much and I believe I do. Much appreciated. So I have a problem. Uh, You might be the only one I know that I could trust to give me advice. Don't judge me too harshly. I am honored to be someone you feel you can trust. So I will take a stab at it. But let's read your issue. So LOL. (laughs) I'm white. (laughs) Why is that funny? Okay. Like the see-through variety. Okay. Now that's funny. (laughs) I'm also tolerant, sweet, and educated. Uh, my upstairs neighbors are, however, not white. Okay. Not hood, but not corporate. (laughs) Just a couple. Recently married. And a one-year-old baby. Work struggles. All the same stuff we all had at 22. I am a 47. No, I am 47 and at that, and that middle-aged white guy that needs routine. Okay. Got it. I hope y'all following. I lost my wife, Jessie, last April, so I tried to stay busy changing the world in her name. Or sleeping. And I'm at the tail end of a depression, but when you lose the love of your life, the purpose of your soul, sleep is the closest thing to happy you can hope for. Alright, my condolences to you. Awesome that you're changing the world in her name. 
And it sucks that these people are, you know, their habits are, you know, uh, bothering your sleep routine. So I'm just trying to make sure I gather everything that you're conveying. All right. <clears throat> My neighbors have interesting schedules. They split home time for the baby. The problem is that nighttime upstairs, getting off work at 3.30 and dropping everything they on, own on the floor just above my head. Okay, so that's rude. Which, of course, wakes the little lady up and the wife. And for two, three hours, it's like daytime noise. So they get stirred up like at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. Mom gets home around 7 and does her thing. And it's quiet um, at about 10 or so. Give or take. So, sleeping for me has been sporadic at best. So, they have thrown off this poor man's schedule because, you know, they split in shifts and, you know, it's normal. It's to be expected, you know. They're responsible parents, you know, probably not trying to pay the additional cost of daycare. So, they're just working around the young child. All right. Now, I'd like simply for the late night guy to do his dropping off stuff in another room. I sleep through the footsteps, but not the over-the-top dropping of the dresser or fan. So he's imagining large objects being dropped over his head. Like, he also imagines that they know where he's sleeping, so they are intentionally dropping them over his head. But we'll get into that. <laughs> I know kids wake up when they wake up, so I can't suggest sleeping later. And she's adorable, by the way. So I guess he's seen the baby in passing, and she's a cutie pie. All right. Truth is, I'm not great at confronting people. All right. I speak my truth hoping someone will speak theirs and in the discussion a common ground is found. Okay, that's fair. Rarely does it go that way though. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe I'm too direct. Who knows? No subtleties. But I know this about me also. I have less experience confronting a black family. That in all fairness is just living. I don't want to be the entitled white guy or the quanky old widower, lol. I don't want to talk to the property manager because that might seem like going to the man or whatever. Oh my God. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what would be your reaction after a long day, some stranger stopped you to say, you're too loud. How much after that would you really hear? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering what a solution from a strong black female might be. Being married is like having a kid. And she's a kid. And a full-time job. And chores. LOL. Inside. I respect everyone. I really, I really promise I do. That's not a weakness. That's strength. But I so want sleep. Let me know. Thanks. All right. So, okay. <laughs> I hope I didn't butcher that reading too bad. But, um, all right. So, um, shout out to you. You know, I, I, I guess this is, um, something everyone should be mindful of. I mean, you can not, you know, care what color your neighbors are above you and still go voice your opinions on how they feel or whatever. And, but I feel like you are trying, um, to do the best thing and you're not necessarily wanting to complain on them you're just hoping for their consideration so if that is the case I think you're going to have to simply knock on the door maybe in the early hours and 
kindly say, hey, you know, um, around this time at night, it gets pretty loud up there. Um, I don't know what it's like to work overnight or whatever the case may be, but I think I sleep under where you guys drop your stuff and it's waking me up and it's hard to get back to sleep and I don't actually honestly I don't I don't know how you say that I, I don't <clears throat> because we don't know we don't know I don't mm -mm. let me rethink this real quick well let me go on to the story about my experience so first of all I currently live in apartments and um my little girl is now four years old but when she was two we had a downstairs neighbor and I don't know if we've had one the whole time, but I I realized we had one when she turned two. Because I'm thinking, you know, maybe she stumped and bumped a bit much and they had, you know, came to their peak of tolerance, right? Because I noticed like little bumps under our feet every now and again. Like, okay, I get it. Like, okay, she's too loud. Well, this one particular day, it was in the middle of the day, it was on the weekend, and she's having a full-fledged temper tantrum. Like, she is upset. Like, she beating on the floor. And, like, I, I think, like, when we would, like, pick her up from kicking in the floor or whatever, I think she realized we didn't want her to do that. So, to make us mad, to help us understand that she was mad and she didn't care how we felt, she would kick in the floor even more, right? So, um, <clears throat> we, got a knock, we got a knock on the door. And it was the guy from downstairs. And I probably surprised him because I was like ready. I was like, oh my God, are you from downstairs? I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have a uncontrollable two-year-old. And I'm giving my baby the evil eye. And um, he's like, well, I understand. But um, my mother's in hospice. And she's downstairs. And we're trying to make uh, her last days as peaceful as possible so if you can please try to keep it down so I'm looking at him in his eyes and I'm trying to see his soul because I heard what he said I'm like okay your mother's downstairs and she's on her dying bed oh my god and so I take that in and I look at him in his eyes again and I say we will do our best However, she is two years old, but we will do our best. We will definitely try. And that was it. And I never saw him again. So I'm thinking he moved because he realized that request was kind of out of hand. No, no, no. Um, I don't know. Um, I've never saw him again because all I know what we did upstairs is we talked, hey, baby, no stumping, no bumping, no running, no jumping. And it became a song. So every time she got excited and started to run or when she got mad or whatever the case may be, fell on the floor, whatever. No stomping, no jumping, no running, no bumping, no running, no stomping, no jumping, no bumping. Whatever. <laughs> we did that. And I don't know. He never knocked on the door again. And that was that. But he was a white man. And so I'm thinking it, he didn't know what he was going to come up and see. But he did voice his concerns. And I honored and respected them and explained the situation of a unruly two-year-old and that was that I don't know what happened I don't know if that was the truth I personally think it's a bad idea no matter what area of town you live in to have a, a, a dying parent in an apartment on the first floor where people live over your head 
you cannot you are not in the you are not in control of what goes on in that environment you don't know if you have noisy neighbors like the next apartment over that could possibly be knocking on walls you don't know what the case may be so in that alone i'm just like okay did he make this up but either way i'm going to accept it as truth because i'm not going to imagine somebody's going to lie like that but okay and see i'm friendly <laughs> i'm nice and like she had just had like a crazy temper tantrum so i expected someone to come knocking on the door in that moment and they did and so that was our exchange for you it's kind of weird because it happens daily so you you almost know their routine so i feel like um if you don't want to confront them try writing a letter and put as many smiley faces on there as possible um or maybe talking to the property manager and saying what you're saying to me in the letter like you understand their situation and you know you respect them or whatnot you just you just would that you didn't hear as much as you did um but like i guess you would do it in that order like i would write a letter give it a few weeks see if anything changed then i would knock on their door in um in the earlier hours and you know talk to them and see if anything changed and then if nothing changed then i would go to the property manager because at the end of the day no matter how kind you are no matter you know what color they are upstairs no matter if you don't want confrontation or not you should not be waking up at 3 30 in the morning because somebody doesn't know how to considerately put their um items down they know people live under them they know that that is not um you know that is not something that you're not sure about like it, there's just consideration that needs to be taken when you live in apartments <clears throat> sometimes when i feel like we're stomping or the baby gets a little loud i feel like the people under us has excess access to the apartment over us because then they go seek revenge so it's like maybe we stomp too loud and people over us stomp too loud and i'm just like okay i reap what i sow and it's like almost automatic <laughs> so i i know it's kind of hard but when it comes to your sleep you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta be diligent because sleep is important so yeah do that try the write a letter after two weeks and you don't notice a change knock on the door after two weeks you'll notice a change go to the property manager and if that doesn't work tell them to move under you switch apartments i don't know i don't know if you have that choice or option <laughs> but yeah you don't you i would move uh and and maybe be on the first the top floor the third floor so nobody could be over my head stomping and just hope that your next door neighbors aren't aren't noisy that's really it that's really all that you could really do in that circumstance but uh thanks for writing me that was awesome i love answering questions um but yeah i do think it's kind of funny that you know you imagine that they know where you sleep maybe it's not that hard maybe it's a one bedroom situation so their bedroom has to be positioned over yours and your apartment has the same exact floor plan but i've been in places where they kind of change them up you know so you the same exact things are not over you know the head of the next person i don't know what the case may be but definitely you have to you know go for that confrontation and you know just explain your experience because you deserve your sleep uninterrupted all right thanks
Alright guys, that is going to conclude the show for this week. Thank you for tuning in once again. And y'all are awesome. Make this week as productive as possible. I know I will. See you next time. Bye-bye.